Good evening, everybody. It's good to be back talking to you. Uh, this is episode three of season two of Obtuse Intelligence with your host, Bishop Trinidad. So the last time that we talked, I gave a little insight on the passing of my mom and how that was affecting me, kind of. When I go back and I listen to that, I can truly sense some feeling, some heart there, but I also sense lacking, uh, being reserved in a way. I don't know that I intentionally did that. And well, in some ways I probably did because I know after talking to a friend, they they kind of let me know that they could feel me holding back. And on certain things, I understood why when I re-listened to it. So I, I I go back and I listen to that and I feel like I learned a lot about myself in that. And some of the things also that came from that was questions. And some of those questions really are really centered around answering the questions about why I respond in the way that I do in certain situations. Or in, in this uh, space, when I'm here talking to you guys, what, what motivates me, what, what controls me, what allows me or tells me that it's okay to say one thing and not another. I've really been taking some time to think about that, thinking about this, this podcast, thinking about what I want it to be in my other social media platforms. What am I trying to do? And what am I going to allow myself to be in those spaces? Because authenticity is important to me, whether it's in one-on-one setting with someone or in a group setting or here talking to you guys. And I just don't feel like that I have been doing that, that I've been giving a real authentic voice. So today is the first day in changing that. I do understand that I have a long road ahead of me, not just in being that true authentic self to the standard that I have set. But just in this whole process and how I communicate to you guys and the way I do it and in a, in a proper way, because I want a good, I hate to call it a product because it is me. It's my life. It is my thoughts, my feelings, but I wanted to be presented to you guys in a, in the, in, I wanted to come to come across to you guys the right way. 
So they're still learning um, experiences and quite a bit of a curve that I still need to overcome, but I will. And one of those first steps to the authenticity of this is to, I feel like it's to go back and think about moments in my life that may have contributed to the current present bishop. Who I am today, who, who any of us are today, has a lot to do with our experiences, our lives, the people who have been in it, the people who've come in, left, things that have happened to us, things that we have done. And so the next few episodes, well, the next three episodes will be individual episodes de dedicated to speaking on three separate eras in my life. And those errors are the three marriages that I have had. That's, yeah, that's right. Three marriages. So each one I want to discuss and try to pinpoint or at least understand how those relationships impacted me going forward or not even just going forward but who i was prior to those relationships who i was during those relationships and what version of me came from those relationships so that's just to kind of give you a i guess a rundown of of what to expect going forward that's that's what that would be. So really, today's episode will be talking about that first that first marriage. And that, for as short-lived as it was, was a doozy. I was married young. I was about 20 years old. When we got married, she was only a few days of turning 18. And for the sake of respect and privacy, let's just say her name is Lisa. How about that? So Lisa and I, Got married in 1998. <laughs> God, that seems so long ago. Like I said, she was just just shy of turning 18. We we had known each other for quite some time. We were friends. 
she actually dated my best friend at the time. And that whole issue is a that's another story in itself. And we that we will talk about that someday. And we might even touch on it here today. I I don't know. Hmm. It's trying to put it in the words uh, where to begin with that. We were friends and we went to the same same um place of faith. We, you know, to, to tell this story, it's like telling two stories. So I'm going to just focus on the part where it's about me and Lisa. We, we had a, a short engagement, uh, the relationship leading from, from a, from inception to a relationship to marriage was about, it was probably less than a year, honestly, I think. I, I just, I can't remember. It's been so long ago. But I know that it was really quick. And she asked me to marry her. Now, mind you, I look back on that now and that just blows my mind. But that's that's what happened. We were at the park. And she just said, hey, why don't we get married? <laughs> Got engaged in a park. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's that's how we, we got engaged. Our relationship was great throughout the, the whole time we were together. Um, or as great as a relationship can be at 20 and 18 years old, not really knowing nothing, you know, about anything. She had a very fiery mindset. I was somewhat of a... I don't want to say I was a playboy. I really wasn't. There was a... There was a feeling out there. There was um, stories or opinions that were given about me that were just were weren't just were just not true. They just weren't. Um, but nevertheless, that was a story. That was the um, stigma that I had. So whatever. So we get married in a opera house. Uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, our family was there, friends. I almost passed out on the stage because I had got overheated because I didn't drink enough water that day. I dehydrated. <laughs> so I was literally sweating to death. The wedding reception, all that stuff, the, the relationship prior to the marriage part really is boring, honestly. Um, we got married and when we started living our life, it, it started with 
problems right out the gate. But I will say because of my own doing, because of my own shortcomings, uh, bad decision making. And I just compounded that. But not in a way of like I cheated on it or anything like that. It was more living as an adult and making adult decisions that as a young man, not really understanding the, the impact that it may have on your your relationship, uh, financially speaking, and trust. We, the, she come from a family that was not rich by no means, but much better off than I, I came from. And so financial problems like that were not, let's just say when it all started to come out, I really kind of felt less than. I really didn't feel like I had control of my own um, relationship. Uh, we ended up moving out of her parents' property in a garage apartment. Uh, I, I mean, I was very grateful. Um, she was pregnant at this time, very quickly from marriage to pregnancy. And everything just happened so fast. I, I did not have a... I did not have a base. I did not have a foundation to understand what was happening, what was going on, and how to stop it, how to control it, or just how to navigate through it. Had a couple of jobs. Finally got a really good job. And starting that job really opened up my eyes to a lot of different things. Uh, including myself and how I viewed the world, uh, especially other women in the world. I got myself into some trouble. It affected my marriage. And it... Ultimately, a month with other problems in the marriage. Now, there's not a lot there <clears throat> to say about the marriage itself. This is more about who I became or who I was after the, this marriage. And what I found was that I was a very accommodating person after this. I let a lot of things happen and things go and things let things be said that today's bishop would not ever, ever let go or let slide. Things to a certain degree, I feel like have hung on and have impacted my life since then. I just... I allowed myself to be bullied to a certain extent because I had a child in this relationship. I let things be said that never should ever be said. 
I let assumptions run run amok without standing up for myself. Not the way that I should have. Not the way I should have. I just, when I look back on that time, I, I don't know what to, I really don't know what to make of that person. Why? Why did that happen? And the only thing that I can go back to is the lack of foundation. I didn't know how to be a husband. I had no clue how to be a husband. I had no idea how to be a father. Only thing I knew how to do was love my child. But it takes more than just love. You would think that love would be enough because love would prompt you to do the right things. But if you don't know how to do the right things in every situation, because not everything is black and white, love doesn't love doesn't answer questions for you. Love is just a feeling. You can do a lot of things out of love. But knowing the right thing to do all the time, how to do the hard things, though that's love too. And you don't know. You are you are in a position to make mistakes. And what that does is it creates a it creates a space around you where you are just going through the motions and just trying to appease, trying to make things okay and just and taking it all on your shoulders, taking that pain, taking that anger, taking that frustration, and just weighing it on yourself and just taking it. Not knowing the seeds that you are planning in for your future. My, I lost myself through that. I can look back on that now and tell, I lost myself. Actually, I mean, you know, I take it back. I don't know that I lost myself. I lost the opportunity to develop myself, to find out who, who I was. I let that opportunity slip. I didn't falter. And what happened in place of it was kind of a fail-safe person, a fail-safe mentality and 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 um, attitude to just get me through. I didn't take the time to look back on the pain and the frustration that I had caused and what had happened and what in turn had happened to me and really learn how to deal with that, to really focus on that and understand it, to own it and process it and move through it. It just kind of was in there somewhere. Again, that fail safe, that, that, that stand-in life that or mentality was there and was there in place instead of being 
in that moment, being during that time and understanding and processing. I, to this day, still look back on that time with so much frustration and anger at that man, that, that boy, that child. And, and then it, it makes me get angry and more frustrated at the lack of the foundation that that young boy didn't, didn't have. What it makes what was he chasing? What was he ever looking at? What was he going after to allow himself to get caught up in in things that were detrimental to his life and his family? And then after that, to to not stand up for himself, not to do to understand what the right thing was to do, whether it was easy or not. What made that young man say, I'm just gonna put all this, all this pain that I don't know what to do with or understand and just put it in the back and just not listen to it, not focus on it, don't worry with it, and not understand and so and not ask questions of what was my foundation? Why didn't why was I not better prepared for this? And then after once you realize once time has passed and you can't go back. What what did you why did you allow yourself to get further deeper? And just keep creating a problem of sadness. Cause that's when I look back on it, and even through this day, through these all these years. 22, 23 years later, it's just sadness, anger, and frustration. That's what I feel like I became. This is what came out on the other side as a young man, a far young father frustrated and angry and sad just not knowing what to do with no confidence no no assurance no assurance of himself This is that process of the healing because these feelings hurt today. That era, that time was so fast, but the repercussions from it have lasted almost like a lifetime. not understanding your own feelings, why you do the things that you do, say the things that you say, 
allow certain things, not standing up for yourself the, for the right way, always afraid of what you might lose, even though you're at the, at the same time you're losing it. It's like trying to scoop water out of a sinking boat. And you're just doing everything you can to try to keep this boat alive. Keep it afloat, though it's inevitable as to what's going to happen. And then trying to figure out why you're doing it. Why do you keep making the same mistakes? I don't, I don't regret this error because it gave me a beautiful child. It gave me some good experiences and some good memories. I'm angry and frustrated as to what it, on of what I missed out on what it could have been. And if it didn't, and it didn't turn out and it still turned out the end, the chance of being the right kind of person to, to handle it the right way. Because I just didn't. I just didn't. I, and I've said it once, I've said it again. I'm just so angry at that person. I'm angry at that version of me. And I'm angry at everything around it that helped create that environment. I deserve better and the people around me deserved a better me. My ex-wife deserved a better me. My child deserved a better me. So, that's how I can wrap up my first marriage. As... As a regret of what should have been. I appreciate you guys. Any and all who listen. Um, the next episode will be soon. And we will we'll dive a little more into it. We'll find out what the second era, that second marriage, who was I before that? Who was I during it? And more importantly, who, who walked away from it? What version walked away from the second one? Anyway, you guys have a great evening and I will see you soon. Thank you.